Hello and welcome to Historically Accurate Sandcastles, a podcast that is not about sandcastles, historically accurate or otherwise. Uh, I am Polly Jean Harrison. I don't know why I said my name so weirdly, but there we go. Um, and yeah, to tell you a bit about me, I am a journalist. I am from Wales. And fun fact, I once bowed a spoon on my nose for eight whole minutes. Uh, so I'm here today with my delightful guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Thomas Corbett. I'm from Shropshire and my fun fact about myself is I once met Ryan Giggs and asked him where the nearest chip shop was. Did he tell you? Yes he did. I was seven. I was with my uncle and of course my uncle pushed him towards me saying ah look this is Ryan Giggs this is like a famous footballer in Manchester United of course and Wales and the like and I didn't really care. It being seven at the time my main priority in life was chips. That's and fair he, he, he told me and that was good. That's a good fun fact. Yeah. I'm quite pleased with that. So, Thomas, how do we know each other? Um, well, just just met you, really. Just Yeah, literally just... Just today. Just right now. I'd, we're in a park, by the way. We're in the quarry. Which is why you can hear... Um, uh, what's it called? Water. Water. A fountain. The word for water escaped me. Okay. Well, we like outdoor podcasting, I think. It's been a well, good location for... We decided, I decided that this podcast was going to be not very serious and just a bit of fun. And we had a go doing a bit of podcasting when we went to Birmingham last week. Mm. Um, and that seemed to work quite nicely. And we go a lot of places, don't we? We do, we so do. So I figured every time that you're going to be a guest on my show. Which might be often. Which, will, let's be honest, it's going to be about like nine times out of ten, it's going to be you. To go back to the original question, I'm your boyfriend. You are my boyfriend. Thank you for clarifying. I wasn't sure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no comment. But what we, we, we travel around places, we, we, we live best life, so, and we go quite a few... And every time we go out, we've resolved to take the podcasting yeah, equipment so with the, us. The plan is, for this podcast, is for me to have various different guests hmm. um, every time I do one. But let's be honest, nine times out of ten, it's going to be you, Thomas, because I spend probably the most time with you, which I'm fine with. And I'm sure I'll, go, I'll, I'll actually go a solid 7 out of 10 times. 7 out of 10? I suppose yeah. we are living far away from each other at the at moment. moment. Yeah. So I imagine when, when I finish my Masters and move back, it'll be you 100% of the time. Because Probably. you'll be like 99. my only friend. It'll be, we're going for brunch in uh, <laughs> another Shropshire border county town and uh, we'll be having brunch and also having podcasts there because that's what, that's what you should do really. I mean, that is what we do all the time. We are brunch people. I mean, you wanted to take it, we went to a football match last night. You took me to a Shrewsbury Town football club football match i did um and you wanted to take the podcast then i think that would have been a bit too noisy yes but, but it, it would have been interesting it's uh, it's the nice thing about this bit of technology you see so many podcasts starting up all over the world and some really fascinating ones it's just nice it's a little bit like throwing putting a message in a bottle and throwing it into the internet's ether it's actually quite fun and it's the sort of equipment that with just a microphone and a bit of technology you can suddenly record and voice thoughts of the world so it's quite fun really so we're looking forward to what we might get up to podcasting on the go yes i'm sure someone's done it already but i can't think of anyone so let's say we did it first exactly <laughs> copyright i mean this is the first sort of question for you what is historically accurate sandcastles in your mind going to be we've so touched on it but... we have touched on it so historically accurate sandcastles is going to be a podcast i said i was a journalist that's a bit of a lie i'm more of a trainee journalist i guess i'm doing a journalism masters at the moment so i'm learning how to be a journalist but i'm i i'm a journalist she says with conviction so my whole plan for this podcast was just to have something where pretty low like 
maintenance and low commitment where I can just have something and put something out and be creative with it mm. and that, like I know quite a few people in my um, master's class have started podcasts mm. um, but they all have like themes so like one um, a couple of guys have started one about films mm. a couple of girls have started one about like girl stuff I say with sort of princesses like about being a woman and female issues and mm. things like that and I thought those sound really serious I don't want to do that I want to do something a bit different mm. and basically whatever I want so which is why it has a bit of an ambiguous name because I wanted it just to be random like whoever I'm like either whether it's you or with another guest mm. I just kind of want it to be let's talk about whatever mm. like this week we're going to talk about a few things yeah. but then next time um, I record one I imagine I'm going to talk about completely different things. It's very much spur of the moment, and that's yeah. the nice thing about podcasts. It, it, there's a lot that are uh, football-related, film-related, video gaming-related, for instance, and they tend to be very focused, very specialised. But the nice thing about some podcasts is actually it's not necessarily, I think, for podcasts that are successful, it's not the topic you're listening to. It's actually the people doing the podcast, and it's more that friendship, that randomness. It, it's the unscripted moments that always make you go... Ah, that was funny. I'll watch that again. I'll listen to that again. And that's the bit where hopefully this podcast will be more in conversation with. That's that's kind of exactly the point. Just me talking to my friends, having cool chats about whatever. Mm. And that was why I decided to just sort of name it something completely random rather than anything like related, which is where historical, historically accurate sandcastles... Is this a segue? From. Is this going to be a segue for this us? This is... I am going to interrupt the segue very briefly to shout at you because I literally told you to put your face towards the mic and you're not doing it. <laughs> and I'm going to keep that in the podcast because I want people to know and I want you to be ashamed. Okay, fine. you keep moving. Okay. <laughs> I mean, again, my problem is I'm people watching because you that's are. the best thing to do in parks. Yeah. Um, and if you probably listen to any of the footage from the Birmingham podcast as well, you'll notice that my voice tends to be uh, thrown somewhat. So, and that's not me being a fantastic ventriloquist or anything of no. that degree. It's more the fact I keep going, what's over here? It's really annoying because this has just given me so many issues with my editing. This is already a very bare bones podcast. It's not professional. I don't have two microphones. We're not in a studio. We're outside in a park. And so, I've got one voice recorder that we're sharing. For context, we will also be doing some indoor studio. We'll be I doing mean, somewhere yeah. we are indoors whether that be a pub or whether that be a studio or we'll try and be a bit more professional with future but it's just nice to get some content out there for really. portability mm. one mic will do it's perfect but you need to put your face towards the mic when you're talking <laughs> fine okay okay <laughs> anyway back to the segue so historically accurate sandcastles is the name of the podcast yes an odd name some mm. might think because it is a podcast not about sandcastles historically accurate or otherwise um, but that's there the tagline. That is literally the tagline. Uh, <laughs> that I'm, like, that's the tagline. Uh, so there is a reason why it's called that. Well, there's not really a reason, but there is a story behind the inspiration of the name. Yes. Which involves you. Yes. Um, involves us together. Yes. Um, so and clearly, you... as you're my first guest, now is obviously a good time to explain to the... Our, the Many the... listeners from around the world. You've already broken the first rule of, of radio and podcasting. Have I? You only re- you, you know you're supposed to pretend there's only one person listening. Oh really? Yeah, apparently. Oh interesting. I was, I was told oh, this the other day. Really? So you, you're you... not supposed to say hi everyone or hi guys. You're supposed to try and build a relationship with each individual listener. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So yeah, we got told off. Um, oh really? At the radio. Well, oh, not told off. We were just like informed. politely reminded that to stop going. Hey guys, you're supposed to be like hello. 
because you try to build a relationship with the one that's oh, there. Oh, I see. I didn't know you yeah, say that. That's I, a good one. I, I like that. I didn't think of that. Even though you sort of think you'd want to acknowledge yeah, the fact that's, that that's you exactly were... what I thought because obviously lots of people are going to be listening. Well, not necessarily to this, but like if you're on the radio, mm. you assume there's going to be at least more than one person listening. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping for double figures. Anyway, see, that that's one of our, not our problems, but we are very good at tangents. Yes, this is what content will be. It won't, this is why it has to be slightly random, because even, yeah. as you'll probably find out later when we talk about a couple of our topics we've got to mm. talk about, um, there's actually a lot of tangents... Because we just we we have some things to say. We absolutely yeah. We 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 have a lot of opinions. Yeah, and we we quite like saying them. So it, it tangents <laughs> off into sort of oh a dog has just walked through the park. Let's talk about dogs. I'd um, love to know what all these people think of us because we're literally surrounded by people. They're a bit too far away to properly hear us, mm. but they're gonna see me and you sat on a park bench with a microphone. Well, hopefully, as long as we don't have a repeat of. Birmingham. Oh, that was... That wasn't helpful. To, a a we, guy we, came up to us and just started talking, but like talking really quietly. Um, and we have no idea what he was saying, but we think he mistook Thomas for someone else. 500 likes and we'll upload that footage. Jesus Christ. On this podcast, 500 <laughs> right. likes. Wow. So that's a shout wow, out challenge. That was, that, was, that was a cheap move. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear the footage of a random man asking us questions that... I we mean, can't we can't hear. You definitely we can't. Couldn't, we couldn't hear at the time, so you definitely aren't going to be able to hear them on the recording. But it's a one-sided conversation. You'll love to see. Here. Anyway. Anyway. Back to the segue. Historically yeah. accurate sandcastles. Yeah. Why don't you explain, with as few tangents as possible, okay. why uh, it's called that? So, we went to Abu Dhabi because we like day trips. And in fact, you're on holiday with your family. I was on a family holiday to Abu Dhabi. We went camping and... You said, would you like me to come to Abu Dhabi? And mm. I went, please, yeah. because I'm sick of living in a tent. Yeah, which is fair. I mean, tents are lovely, but not necessarily on the Welsh coast in, what month was it? It wasn't that August. warm. August. It wasn't it was, that warm. It was very wet. It was, yeah. it, was, it was literally the only week of August where it was not blisteringly hot and sunny. Mm. But it, it is the archetypal Welsh holiday you, in campsite. You know what? I like camping. I don't mm. mind camping. But I think it's because we were camping for... It had already been like five days at mm. that point. And that, when I was like, I'm reaching my breaking point, mm. I'd like to go home now. So yeah, I think you came up on like the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Yeah. You got the train and we met in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And I ditched my family for a day so I could <laughs> hang out with you. <laughs> Which, as decisions go, is a good one. Because my mate from work... Um, Will, William Jones, is a fully trained professional chef, even though he is now depot manager for the company I work at. And he lives in Abu Dhabi, and he's very good for giving recommendations about where to go, what to do. And he said, well, if you're into Abu Dhabi and you want to have brunch, go to this place, which the name still to this day escapes oh, uh, me. Oh, you know what? I should have looked it up in practice, because I knew what we were going to talk about this today, so I should have literally looked yeah. it up. So... It was a cafe. I mean, we weren't sponsored, so I won't give them a shout-out. So we'll, that, we'll say that's our <laughs> excuse for not, not doing that. But we had brunch there. I had mushrooms on toast with bacon, which is my favourite breakfast food. Classic. Yeah. Um, I had breakfast pizza. Which, never heard of pe- before. I have never heard of before, but I'm desperate to have again. Mm. Because, good grief, it was delicious. Mm. And even, like, the coffee was really good. So I had a great time. <laughs> it, it, it was one of those restaurants that very cliché, seaside... Very, I want to say... It was like posh seaside town restaurant. I've never really been to anywhere like that because we don't really go 
out think, for dinner. Think, think more gastro cafe. Yeah. Not not gastro pub, but more. I mean, their evening menu looked stunning. Yeah. The ribs. We will the... have to go back at some point purely to eat there. Yeah. And lovely location, nice view of the harbour. Very beautiful. Abu Dhabi is rather beautiful. Abu Dhabi is a gorgeous little. I don't even want to call it a town. I'd say it's more of like a little. It's it's. I don't even know. If it's Deceptively even a small. Yeah. Well, you thought it was Barmouth, didn't you? Yeah. We were. We were after we had breakfast. We went for a walk around Abu Dhabi, and you were like, "Where is the rest of it?" And I was like, "Nah, this is it, mate. Mm. Like, there's literally three houses, uh, the beach, and like an ice cream shop, uh, and that's Abu Dhabi. And a couple of pubs, and a few clothing shops, and I think even a bookshop, but. There's, no. Yeah, there's not a lot there. It's no. very much a twee seaside town. You go to go to the beach. And it is a lovely beach, actually. There's lots of little hideaways. There's like the main beach, but then mm. if you keep walking further down, there's like loads of sand dunes and little hideaways. And it's very nice. Mm. Good for a crabbing, too, which my family very frequently does. Mm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we had so breakfast. had breakfast. I broke my phone. Yes, because... You went to the loo, yeah. and I, you know, as, as you do when you're waiting for someone to come out of the toilet, you have a cheeky look on your phone, you know, scroll through Twitter. Um, and I took my phone out of my pocket and immediately managed to just lose grip of it and launched it, and it landed face down on concrete, mm. and it smashed the screen. Um, so that was fun. Mm. That, was, <laughs> that so, was not great. No. So we did that and went onto the beach, which you've very well described, and... As we walked along, very nice, lots of sun, sea, surf, people playing. Um, got as far along the beach as we wanted to and went to walk back. And as we walked back, there was a small child on our right-hand side who was building a sandcastle. And I turned to you and said, ah, when I was younger on holiday in France at St. Malo, or around Brittany and Normandy, I used to build sandcastles. But mine were historically accurate sandcastles. <laughs> and thus the idea was born. I mean... I just think it's one of the funniest things you've ever said to me because the way you said it, just like, well, I built historically accurate sandcastles, so uh, that child's sandcastles are terrible. Mm. Just it was just the way you said it. It was really funny. I mean, and I, because I, mm. I, I have a a note on my phone mm. where I write down either funny things you've done or like nice things you've done. Mm. Um, I've stopped doing it now because you started, you, you did too many things and I got too much to, to, put, them, to put them all down, so I, I did stop. Mm. But um, I've got a really long list of all things, like funny things you've said, and Historical Agatha Sandcastles made it onto there mm. because it was just hilarious how much shade you were throwing at the small boy's sandcastle because yours were historically accurate. I, I mean, to paint you a picture, dear listener, it was nothing more than a bit of a ditch and a, wow. bucket, a bucket sort of tower in the middle with maybe a few walls. And I don't know about you, but that's a nice <laughs> attempt at probably about a 1060, 1070 Norman castle. Um, but really not quite had the mott element of the mott and bailey design. I mean, as people might come to know from these podcasts, I have a lot to say about castles. I have a lot to say about history. You might um, be surprised to learn that Thomas likes history. I have a degree in military history. so I, 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 I would like to point out that I also have a degree in history, but I'm not as mad on it as you. No, but your history, in a sense, is more interesting than mine. It's absolutely more interesting than yours, because <laughs> yours, yours is about military and battles and really boring stuff. My degree was about Georgian lesbians. So that's the thing. Um, I must admit, I do say some things, which are quite you, funny. I uh, never know what you're going to say. No. Um, and it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, even walking here today, the you, <laughs> you do you, boo, was quite good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which apparently was funny. Um, I thought I was just being sweet myself. No, but... <laughs> But, 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 no, 
the historically accurate sandcastle. So as we walk, it was just, it was just, it was just, it was something just a passing. throwaway conversation we were having on the beach. Yeah, but it, it was, stuck with me it, because it was so funny. It's very silly. It's got a little bit of. Tr- it's the best bit of humour. It's got a little bit of truth in it. I mean, I did used to build sandcastles. I mean, the full story of my childhood holidays. I used to build sandcastles just below the tide line, and you had to build the best castle to basically withstand the sea coming in. So you'd always lose. So you could then go to the restaurant and have proper nice French food. But you always tried to build the best you could, so ditches, moats, double walls, height of the walls, and then the big central pillar, and you had to sit inside it and basically withstand as much as possible. So, I, I mean, I had a great time of it, but it, it's, it's just one of those small, slightly throwaway lines that the time seems very funny. And it was, it was weirdly. You know what? It was just, I think because it was just such a nice day as well, not to be like sappy or anything, but it was a lovely day. Mm. Um, and it's just stuck with me. And I was like, when I was trying to think up names for podcasts, it was kind of at the top of the list. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going with that. See, now I think we need to do a podcast on rejected podcast titles and basically go through the list and debate which other of these phrases could have made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I had be... one last night. I'd thought of one. I was like, oh, in another world, that would have been what my podcast was called. But I've since forgotten it. So I don't know what it was, but I bet it was amazing. Mm. Well, it'll have to be some a tangent. It'll have to be a thing for each of the end of the podcasts we do or that I'm in. And you'll maybe have to keep a list of things that other people say for when they guessed yeah. but um explaining a thing i've said and getting me getting <laughs> get the list out get the list out and basically then every podcast i'm in get me to explain why i've said that <laughs> why i thought that was a funny or b possibly appropriate i mean that would be quite hilarious actually yeah i mean there, there, there'd be a lot of material and content because yeah. again i seem to generate content apparently you, you literally gold mine yeah gold mine that's why people get into relationships, isn't it? Just I was going to say, I literally just thought, that's why she's dating me. Damn it, <laughs> just, that's why she's I mean, dating me. Because you, you know I'm a writer. I write plays and scripts. I just Gold, gold, comedy gold is everything you've ever said. Just going into, But to be fair, I do that. I did that at work. So I used to work in an office before I did this master's, which I know you know, but mm. um, I used to work in an office as an admin. And uh, For our dear listener. Yeah. Just hey, you. Hey, you're learning. I love this. Um... So yeah, I used to work in an office as an admin and people would say and things would happen that were just crazy. Mm. If you've ever worked in an office, I think it's the same, but things would just happen. And the people I worked with were all mad as boxes of frogs, Mm. which brilliant, loved them, but they were all absolutely mad. So every time something weird or funny happened or someone said something funny, I'd write it down and I eventually I'm going to turn it into a sitcom. Mm. Um, But I haven't got around to writing that yet. But one day, one day I will. (laughs) I mean, I just write down things that people say to me because there's no greater comedy than real life. Yeah. Real life is funniest. And no matter what... You'll never write the real script. You will never no. write the... the. I mean, so obviously, like, there are a lot of really well-written comedies and a lot of really well-written jokes. Mm. But the, on, to me, the funniest thing in the world is stuff that people just come out with. So, yeah, that's why it's called what it's called. Yes. Again, it doesn't really have anything bearing on the actual podcast. I just thought it was funny. Mm. So, moving swiftly on, this morning... Uh, we went to go see Frozen 2. Yes. Literally very recently out, very yes. recently released. And we thought Which we'd have a bit of a, bit of a chat about that. Shall we, now, shall, do we need to go spoiler free? I think we need to be spoiler free. Um, With maybe, how about mild spoilers? Well, so depends, nothing, nothing major. I mean, it depends when you want to put this out. I would probably go not mild. I'm we, gonna, won't, we won't ruin it. But we'll certainly talk in themes that, I'll be honest, and this is half the problem with Frozen 2 is a whole point. You can kind of guess what's happening. I guessed. I mean, at one point something happened and I leaned over to you and was like, called it. Because mm. I did. There was I there were two sort of big-ish plot points. Not, I'd say like mi- mid-range plot points. I, I clocked as soon mm. as they said them. I was like, yeah, that's going to happen. Mm. 
Um, but I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I, the point I was going to make was, and to go into sort of the context of Frozen 2, I had read a few reviews, mm -hmm. uh, press reviews. The Guardian was the main one. The Guardian ran two, actually, which I thought were interesting. The first one was, it's almost getting to the point of the selling out. And the second one was going for more of a positive, approaching interesting subjects, moving the conversation forward, making Frozen more ready for the next one. And that's kind of my point on Frozen well, 2. That's what you said sort of when it finished, when we were talking about it. You were like, it feels almost like a 1.5. Yes. And that there's definitely going to be a third one. Like this was sort of more set up and back, because there was a lot of backstory in this, a lot of explaining kind of a, like like how, well, why Elsa has her powers mm. and things like that. Is it better than the first one? Yes. I think so. I think it actually is because of the development. Yeah. Where the first one was a flash in the pan, I don't think they ever thought it would take off the way it did. No, um, I think it was a surprise to everyone because there was a lot like the Frozen Fever. Mm. And it was a good film, don't be wrong. I don't think it was quite worth the hype it got. It was Personally, there are better Disney films. Oh, there, there are definitely better Disney films. I think it's definitely the, it's the Disney film that we need for the modern age. There are definitely Disney yeah. films in the past that are better yeah. and will continue to be better for a very but long time. Mulan from, is from, one of my favourites. For much of those reasons, really. But Frozen was a real, I think, a one-shot that if it didn't work, because it was always the one that Walt Disney said he could never get to work, the Snow Queen, he tried to adapt it three times, mm. and each time it never quite got past yeah. the drawing board. So to give a bit of context to Frozen in itself, I've always been fascinated that A, it worked, yeah. and B, that the fact that I think Disney was shocked that it worked so well. And I think this is why to call Frozen 2, Frozen 1.5 is actually fair. Yeah. Because it's padded out a lot of the stuff you need to then do. Mm. Marvel Cinematic Universe style. Yeah. <laughs> you needed to world build because there was so I much. I feel like in Frozen 1, we didn't know a lot about anything. All mm. we knew was that Elsa had ice powers yeah. and she didn't really know how to use them. Yeah. And that was kind of it. And that was the basis of the film. that mm. She had powers that didn't know how to use and mm. then she had to be saved by her sister kind of thing. Mm. But in this film... We learn not only more about like the kingdom, mm. but like just about the people mm. and the magic of it. Because there was kind of not the only magic in the first film was Elsa and you know the trolls. Yeah. But in the this film, there was other magic, like mm. sort of world magic, and oh, it's about a magic forest. That's not a spoiler. I think no. that's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and almost in context, when you watch the trailer, there's no overarching villain that you see. No. And that's actually quite an interesting point. There's it's not actually about a good versus evil a villain it's yeah. genuinely world building you're having yeah. to turn around and go well this is this that's that it's context who are these it? people why is this a thing yeah uh, and as you've seen from the trailer there's some bits that you're going the elements and the forest mm. being a thing and actually it's more not just about the forest it's about arendelle yeah. why is this it's, even like you say it's world building yeah and i think that's quite and i think that was quite needed because as much as their characters are good um, we we know. I mean, I don't, we didn't know a lot about the characters from the first film, but we got enough of them to understand. And then it very much needed to be the environment. We needed to know more about that. We needed to know more about magic and how that worked, and mm. um, and more about. We learn a lot about their parents. We won't we won't spoil anything. No. But their parents are quite a big feature of it. Mm. Um, at least you know in the backstory context kind of way. Well, that was the thing. It, every review I've read it opens with it opens with the parents and actually. Yeah it very quickly glosses over and I think that's important because yeah. as important as those scenes are they're not defining 
but they no, are they are supplementary. They are supplementary, yeah. but it's supplementary that you desperately need. Yeah. And that's going back to the Frozen One. Frozen One was brilliant, but it was very much that's it. That's your shot. Yeah, it was a film. Yeah, it was just a film. But then this, I think, really expanded on it to the point where I mean, we, well, there's probably going to be a third Frozen film. Fourth. But you could have so many other films now that they've blown the world out. Yeah. Um, about like their parents mm. or about the the people that they introduce in that they live in the forest or just about Arendelle itself. I feel like whether they would or not, I don't know if that's in the sort of that's not really the frozen vein. I don't think they're more. Let's well, Anna and Elsa are their deck. I hate to say it, cash bringers, but they are. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine who is a theatre uh, film critic, Chris Small, reckons and has told me this theory. Okay. That. Disney are looking to build a Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is why it just jumped to mind, with the Disney princesses. Wreck-It Ralph wrecks the internet? Yeah. Or breaks the internet? Breaks but the internet, yeah. Where, I can't remember her name, Princess... Penelope. Penelope. She meets all the she other princesses, meets, yeah. And it's... That, that went down very well, lots yeah, of fandom everyone noise. Yeah, like that. And of course, if Disney's sitting around going... That well, worked, if yeah. that worked, that when that wasn't seen as a cash, and that was seen as you'd have to work out how to do it. But in the same breadth of, I mean, people when they write fan fiction, for instance, always set the Disney princesses in twenty-first century yeah. city living, yeah, and not necessarily them in their characters, but yeah. the characters' traits in the twenty-first century, and that could work very well. Mm. Like, well, I mean, they have had. So I don't know how familiar you are with the films, The Descendants. Mm -hmm. They're Disney Channel original films, and they're right. all based. They're based on the Disney characters. Yeah. Um, but they're all so it's all like the villains are all together, and the villains all had kids, and mm. then all the princesses had kids, and it's about the kids. Mm. But in that universe, they are all in the same place, and they're so they are all in the same place, and they all live together. And then also, I don't know, Once Upon a Time. Yes. TV series. Yes. Again, yes. Big, all big. they that's basically Disney. Yeah. They're all in the same kingdom, so yeah. it's not necessary. It's something they've done before. And so it's whether or not they take that extra leap and actually do a film about the Disney princesses together and how they would do that. Mm. And that's kind of the, going back to the point of Frozen 2. It's more fleshing out what was a fantastic film yeah. into what we're going to do in the future. Mm. And did Frozen 2 get anything dramatically brand new? Not in the sense of there's not going to be the new villain. It's not, no. going, to, it's not going to be the one that you remember. But it's the one that you watch to enjoy the rest of them. I definitely like that one more than the first one. I like it was very much sort of quest. Um, there was <laughs> when when the teaser trailer came out. There's a guy I follow on Twitter called Luke Westaway. He's a, a YouTuber, um, and he like he was like, I love how Frozen is no longer whimsy. Death to whimsy, give me quests. Yeah. And like I'm like, yeah, I feel that because it was very much like a grand adventure mm. rather than. Elsa, not Elsa, um, Anna climbing up a mountain to get Elsa back to come home. Yeah, it's been described more as almost like a D&D role-playing Yeah, and I film. quite like that. Uh, it's more the fact of you've got to deal with situations rather than yeah. there's a big overriding threat that will wipe out the king. There, there's a bit of that. But, but that's not the main thing. No. No. And nor is it they're doing the thing. With, it's, it's a genuine, everybody in this has a real role to play. Yeah. I agree. And I really like the music. I thought the music was a great continuation of They've, the soundtrack. I'm going to put it out there. I'm so, so pleased they never tried to do another Let It Go. You know, I... There's no... I will pull out... There's no song that will be as good or as the thing annoyingly is, catchy. I didn't think Let It Go was that good of a song. Controversial oh, no, no, opinion. no. no it, it was a great... It was fine. It was a good not, song and it was sung very well. But it, just, was, it was just solidly fine. Let It Go just has so many undertones of... 
I mean, you could go through the list of yeah. feminine issues, gender issues, age, so much you could go with a sort yeah. of, it's a theme song or it, it's a motivational song for a lot of people. Is it a good song? No, not really. Um, it's just fine. I feel like the songs in, in Frozen 2 fit the film a lot better. Yes. But from like a music snobbery point of view, yeah. the songs made more sense. Yes. Um, and because like we were saying before, Frozen 1 was very much Anna's film. Yeah. Frozen 2 was very much Elsa's film. Yes. And so she got some really great moments. Well, they all got good moments, to be fair. Um, and they all got some good songs. But mm. like Elsa, I think she had two, three solo songs. Mm. Both excellent and yeah. clearly written for Adina Menzel who voices Elsa and yeah. because who has a, an incredible voice mm. um, but I think the songs just fit more more effortlessly this time yes apart from possibly Kristoff's song so Kristoff actually gets a solo in this one which he didn't in the first one because mm. they forgot to write a song for him <laughs> despite being voiced by Jonathan Groff who is a Broadway like I don't want to say legend but no. he is a big Broadway guy big, no. big singer and no. um, they didn't write a song for him but in this one, so he got a song. I don't, that was the only, as much as I liked it and I thought it was good and funny, mm. I don't think that song fit. And I think if... It, he, it, it fits in the tangent of what his character is trying to do. Yeah. The problem is what his character is trying to do is almost, and it's the cliche, it's the one marketing executive sitting in the back of, an, of the boardroom going, well, guys, yeah, we know she's a lesbian. We know she's probably going to find a girlfriend <laughs> in... Um, Frozen 3 this is Elsa now this is Elsa yeah so we know this is going to happen but we still need a guy and a girl to get married yeah and we still need that to be I mean I wasn't mad about it I wasn't mad about it it's not the fact I'm mad about it at all I think it's just it's it's fine yeah it's just the fact there's a marketing executive somewhere going we can't shock middle America all at once yeah there's got to be something that's still yeah a tangent to this it's basically still revolving around two sisters sorting out the world yeah and empowerment and all the rest mm. of it, that you still need the guy there just just to be a guy. I mean, just, to be to be just fair, just to keep people happy. To be fair, he doesn't do a lot. He, I mean, he didn't really do a lot in the first film. It is very much Anna saves the day oh, again. Yeah. Oh yeah, in this film too. But I, I think he does more than the first one. Yeah. In that, he's not just a supporting character now. He's definitely part of the team. Yeah. Um, but he will obviously be upstaged by Olaf and always, yeah. Because of what Olaf is. I mean, Olaf is always going to be the kids' character because, I mean, when we were in the cinema, it was all kids and families. And every time Olaf did anything, they all howled with laughter. Mm. Uh, Olaf's character is annoying if you're under the if you're not under the age of about 12. I don't think he was annoying. I just think there was a lot of times where I was like, okay, so that's the comic relief for the kids. This does nothing for the plot. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, cool, sure. Okay, fine. Cool, I can sit through it because I get it's technically a kids' film. Mm. Um, but no, I just, I liked it. I mm. liked... Um, again, not going to spoilers, but I liked Elsa's journey. I enjoyed yes. watching her do her thing. Um, and actually meaningfully do her thing. Now that she's got the thing, it might have been very easy for her just to exist. If you watch... Yeah, um, absolutely. Frozen Ever... Not Frozen Ever... A Frozen Christmas? What's the Frozen Ever After. Frozen Ever show. After. Yeah. If you watch that on... It was on the Disney Channel. It was, It's yeah. very... She just exists. She doesn't yeah. do anything. And it's all the minor characters. It's a bit sort of, but this is such a great character that... Mm. And that's, again, why I'm going to call this Frozen 1.5. There needed to be a lot more to explain so much. Yeah. And now it all makes sense. Oh, now, I now it all, yeah, yeah. You, you will watch Frozen 1 again, and I want to do that. Yeah. And go, okay, good. I mean, I you it. could guess, as you say, it's fairly obvious. Mm. It will not... You'll see it and you'll go, oh, yeah. 
and the more obviously you look at certain things you'll go okay hmm that's the that's the MacGuffin item cool the MacGuffin yeah. item is blatant mm. but not in a spoilery way it's yeah. just a okay that makes sense mm. and you don't feel sorry for those characters you feel that that was the decision they had to make because it was scary because of what another character had done and the extent that that character had gone to and desperate not to repeat it again yeah. because every time anybody talks about magic in the frozen universe it's it will be bad it will kill people if it goes wrong we've it, it's it's game over yeah and it's interesting that and again not to be too small about it that's actually not the problem no and that's another thing that's when you look at Disney films it's usually that magic can be a problem or over exuberance can uh -huh. be a problem yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's nice and refreshing that once again it's not well I think that I think this isn't a spoiler because I've seen a clip of it on the internet um there's a you know at the very beginning just as they're about to embark on mm. their adventure mm. the trolls just like before we we thought Elsa's powers would be too much for her but now I pray that they're enough yeah and I think you feel that like it's yeah. no longer about no. magic being bad and no. she'll lose herself to the magic it's mm. more about crap could she actually save us and there will be a few articles online that revolve around the villain it and it's not. There it's really not, isn't a there villain. There is a villain. Well, there is, but there, no spoilers. There technically, is, yeah, there's a villain, but it's the sort of villain that fits more into the. It was the same kind of villain as Frozen One, so you know, obviously Hans turned out to be the villain mm. technically, but he, you spent the whole film not realizing he was a villain. Well, you wouldn't, and I, you weren't I, supposed to. No, and, and that same, was kind of the same thing in Frozen Two. You won't know who the villain is until it's all explained, and you suddenly go. And even then, he wasn't even like the main villain. No, it, it was it, just he was he was the bad guy. And it, it, it's not necessarily a, a person, it's more themes. And that's mm. what I do like about The Frozen. Yeah. It challenges themes, it challenges yeah, ideas. And that's why I think this one's better, because where the previous one was stereotypical... And the, that's the problem. You look at The Frozen characters, and as two princesses, they look exactly the same bland, boring, Disney princesses that you yeah. will see every five seconds. Until they move, until they open their mouth, until they actually exist. Mm. And that's the same problem with all of this you would when that when the character appears on screen that is blatantly the villain you go oh, okay fine yeah. not a problem heroic brilliant yes doing the thing yeah. great wonderful but again it's the theme of what they're doing that's the problem it's not necessarily that person yeah. is the villain it's the thing and the context against the princesses being enlightened mm. positive willing to make things work that is the heroes again it's not necessarily what they do it's more the fact what they don't do wrong yeah i think that's an interesting point when you're talking about the to bring up what the, when we were walking to town mm. after the cinema and we said about anna possibly mm. so we uh, we had a bit of a theory mm. that the third film mm. will will feature some kind of actual tangible villain and we thought perhaps in some way i don't know how i don't this is a theory we haven't done any actual real thoughts about it no. but maybe Anna would, would somehow get powers mm. so she's got red hair so mm. what if she gets fire powers and what if in like the themes of Frozen what if she gets powers and can't handle them mm. it becomes too much for her and she becomes like an accidental villain mm. that Elsa then has to save because it's always been the other way around it's mm. always been Anna saving Elsa yeah so what if in our in our fictional theory of a 
third film. What yeah. if Anna, like, you know, the powers consume her, she doesn't become herself, she gets taken over no. by her, this magic. And that that's an interesting one. Again, no spoilers, but it's a very pointed line at the end of the film that is very much a case of, yeah. y- you're doing it again for me. And mm. it's that sort of, okay, why are we mentioning that when it's yeah. actually... So what, what's what, what's next, and especially the way that it ends and the, the, the roles these characters take on. Yeah, you start going, well, okay then. I think if that's how it's gone in the past, what's going to happen now? Yeah, I know it's just a theory, but I definitely think it might have a bit of legs. There's got to be something more to it because it, if anything, you're now looking at potentially if the rumors are true and we're going to have a proper lesbian relationship in a Disney film. Yeah, when you've got such a tight bond between two sisters. Does that relationship have a kickback mm. that Elsa will have to overcome mm. to basically put the sister aside? And does that spark anything in Anna because yeah. of the position she's now been put in, the position mm. that she has taken on? Is that now going to be a drain on her anyway? She's yeah. now going to have to go through the room where it's not a spoiler, they get married. Yeah. He proposes. That is blatant. It's it's again. There is a marketing. Of it's course, Disney. they get married. There is a marketing um, executive going. This has to still be. Uh, <laughs> but I think what is interesting is that. So when you look at Elsa's powers mm. and obviously ice freezy powers, mm. her powers have always been her fear. Yeah. So when she gets scared, that's when she can't control them, and that's when they burst out of her. But what we've seen in Anna in mm. both films is Anna gets angry. Yes. So what if her powers are triggered by her anger? Yes. And of course, anger is very much a different type of element. Yeah. So where whereas Elsa is ruled by her fear, and I'm not saying Anna is ruled by her anger, but she does have <sighs> anger. She does have angry moments. Yeah, big time. Which, I mean, to be fair to her, fair enough, because of the stuff she goes through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, what if... There's a few moments in this one where you're really going, oh, hang on. Yeah. Really? This isn't just... And so you, what if, in our fictional third film, that's what sparks so, power? Suddenly it's not just that you're no longer completely in my picture anymore. Yeah. You're now with someone else. Yeah. And that's really... And actually, you've... And not that you get... It's a cliche that when you get in a relationship, you forget your friends or you forget family members or people... But it would work It would in work in terms of... There's got to be an angle of jealousy. Because... Yeah. You, you've got to deal with, and again, it, if you were of an LGBT persuasion or of a few other people who can relate to Elsa's character, yeah, the whole, and again, it's not really spoilery, you know what's happening anyway, it's a pretty obvious system. Some of the songs, some of the things that happens and she says that she's being called to another thing. Yeah. And of course, if you're going to be talking about feeling like trapped inside that closet or mm. trapped inside that world and you're trying to get out. Yeah. And if the people around you cause you issues that make you go, well, I'm trying to do this thing and they're reacting badly, potentially you've got somebody to fulfil that role of reacting badly to yeah. that it development. Would, it would work. It would definitely work. Especially when you consider, you know, Anna went her whole life not having her sister around, mm. which is a, a point in the first film. Mm. So, And then she, she's sort of only just got her back. And so if Elsa was then disappearing disappearing to hang out with her love interest, mm. woman or not, you know, like yeah. whether they are going to go for it and have the, the lesbian princess or if they're going to play it safe and have a guy, I don't know. Mm. Um, but whoever it may be, mm. I feel like that would, that would spark something in Anna. And oh, yeah. that's when we might get some conflict. Lit. Well, that, that's, that's kind of the whole problem of this film. It's desperately crying out for some 
Frozen 2 is desperately crying out for some real conflict. And that's why it is 1.5. There, yeah. there is nothing necessarily in this film that you would turn it... And almost to the point of, I'd even watch Frozen 2 before watching Frozen 1. Mm. Just to, to get look, the context. Just to yeah. get the context. And I wouldn't watch it all, mate, but the first 20 minutes are really... Okay. Fine. Yeah. I think as well, I think when... Uh, this is just uh, from what I've read about on like the internet and stuff like that. But when they were like creating the first film and create the story and the script mm. and stuff like that, there was like a draft of the film which had a lot more conflict between the two of them. Mm. So I think that one of the original ideas was the heir and the spare. Mm. So like Anna felt very un sort of rejected and mm. unloved kind of thing because she was just the spare. Mm. And then there was a song. Um, so in the place of what the film is for the first time in River rep Reprise, where Anna gets to the, the castle, mm. um, there was a different song there originally, mm. which is a lot more angry and a lot more conflict-filled, and both of them like getting at each other for a Anna, like Elsa ditching her, and then Elsa trying to have her powers, and Anna suggests that maybe she should just stop being magic and mm. that would fix everything. Yeah. Is the gist of the song, and mm. it's a lot more angry yeah. and a lot more just very not in keeping with sort of the first frozen film and what they've got now no. but it shows that they've thought about it oh and the writers could go there because they already have i've listened i'll, I'll play it to you later it's a really good song they mm. recorded a demo of it um and i kind of wish it wasn't the film in a way because it's an excellent song but, but it's but, the um, same breadth with let it go the original version of let it go is a very different tonal yeah it is it isn't the liberation <laughs> the freedom it's actually it's aggressive yeah no it, it is it, yeah. It, 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 it's a put down of how dare you try and it, it's yeah it's not just the past is in the past no, past is in the past it's done i'm i'm done with this it, yeah it, 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 i am i think there's there's a lot of places they could go and a lot of places that, that they've clearly thought about going to um like the script team and the disney people whoever writes these things that mm. comes up with these stories they've had a lot of ideas and some of them have come through in like the concept and the demos and yeah. original drafts of the story that they have released as like behind the scenes bits so they've clearly gone there and it's that's whether like, they will go there again I think there's a lot of Frozen 2 <coughs> that should have been in Frozen 1 but they didn't have the time no I, I, I get the feeling that if Frozen 1 was known to be the success it was going to be mm -hmm. it would be not a bit longer but there would definitely be more things put in that would make sense but then saying that I feel like Frozen 1 had to be how it is oh yeah if they put too much in it I don't think peop people would have sort of been as receptive to mm. it as they were mm. I think Frozen not saying it was perfect and that it was a perfect film but it was perfect for what it was Yeah. I think what they had in there fine they could have done with a couple more songs Yeah. in my opinion because I like songs mm. and when you have well, a musical it's more, it is more it is a musical it's when not... you have musical films whereby they stop singing about halfway through it really irritates me because mm. <laughs> it's like no you are a musical film mm. the only time where that's happened and I've not been mad about it is in Mulan because yeah. if you'll notice, they stop singing about halfway through after a girl worth fighting for. Mm. From then, there's no more songs in the film. But that's because the the film changes. It's no longer a musical. It, yeah. is, it is about a war film. Mm. And at that point, you actually see the horror of war because they'd stumble on the village that's been destroyed. Mm. And so they stop singing. They stop having a jolly time and it becomes serious. And that's mm. the only time I've ever been fine with it because it served a purpose. It's a tonal shift. Yeah, it, 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 like, it marked the end of what was the film mm. and put in the new film, which was about war. Yeah. Um, which... In my opinion, it's stunning. I love it when yeah. stuff like that happens. But if you just stop singing because you couldn't figure out how to get more songs in, it really bugs me. Mm. Like, they do, loads of films do it, and it just gets on my nerves. Because, like, if you're a musical film, be more musical. Have mm. one more song. You've got to have a song. 
Yes, and in a certain sense, I think that even Frozen 2 could have done with one or two more songs. I've I can't remember the song at the end. I think it was just another... Reprise the of the... No, 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 That one. Yeah. Um, Which... Fine. Yeah. I, I, there feels like there's a lot more now to come from the real three. Yeah. And that's what I'm now looking forward to. So in that sense, would I go and watch it? Yes, of course. Would I watch Frozen 1 again because of it? Yes, yes. even more so. Um, no, good. Enjoyable, really. <coughs> I really liked it. I thought it was a good film. I'm probably going to end up seeing it again. Yes. Uh, purely because people want to see it again mm. or see it for the first time I'm like yeah I'll come with you mm. um, but no I really liked it I thought it was a good film and I, we've, we've had very insightful chat about this film I'm quite proud of us mm. but there's <laughs> a if it had been a real I was in the back of my mind I had visions of it being a real standalone film mm. and it hasn't been and it's been quite nice to place it into the context of one beforehand and it's very strange for I can't remember another Disney film of the like, even Pixar to a certain extent, or other animated studios, where you're not talking about Frozen 2, you're talking about Frozen 3 and 4, mm. because that's more important, because they know they can't rush what will become a landmark, groundbreaking... Yeah. And let's be honest here, it is 99.9% certain that at some point Frozen 3, if not definitely 4, you will have the first lesbian character on. And I'll be honest, that's something close to my heart. Yeah, no, um, I agree, same. Yeah, so it, it, whether then we get onto the full range of the spectrum, even if it's not even a lesbian relationship, it's a bisexual relationship, Yeah, that would be interesting. Even that. The thing is, I think, I think it's time yeah. for like a, a gay character, a gay princess. It's yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah. Whether they have already thought that and are like, yeah, we're going to do it, don't know, because obviously we don't know what the Disney people are thinking. Mm. Um, but it's definitely... T- well, I think I was... I can't remember who I was speaking to the other day, but, you know, so there's a character in it, the um, general... Yes. ...being a black guy. Yeah. Apparently that's big. Oh, OK. C- having... I can't remember who I was talking to. Mm. And I can't remember... They, they did show me, like, an article, but apparently he... Ha- having him as, like, a background black character is big... Um, because he's a black character for no reason. Like, you know what I mean? There yeah. was no reason behind no. him being black, he just was, which, you know, obviously is real life. Mm. And so. I can't, must admit, I can't think of, and again, it maybe I didn't notice, I haven't looked on screen, I can't think of Frozen 1 and 2 of any other characters that were black? There were black background characters. Okay. But there were not any main ones. Okay. So this guy being a, a main mm, character who was black for no other reason than because he was black, mm. as is life and as it should be. Mm. Um, and also, they did. Um, we, we saw this at the end of the credits. They say me, is that how you say it? Say me, people? Mm, mm. Um, I know they had a contract with them to make sure they got it right and got yes. the culture right. Yes. So clearly they're learning. Because yeah. I know one of the, the big criticisms of Frozen 1 was that they didn't really represent the culture no. properly and no. they didn't represent society necessarily properly. Mm. Um, so clearly they're learning from that, which is great. Mm. Um, and so like it's, it's time and I think now is the best time to do it because they have the opportunity. There was opportunity to do it in Frozen 2. Um, I could see why they didn't took it, but like, as we're saying, mm. it was built up, it was context, it was set yeah. up. But there was opportunity for something there, mm. uh, but they didn't. So I feel like Frozen, Frozen 3, it's we'll, going to be it. It's going to it's got to be. And, and actually, it, it's not just the it's 2019, it's the woke bits. It, Disney is aware that your new generation of fans want to listen, yeah. want to have 
characters that are representative and when you're going to school, when it's become normalised, which it has. It's getting there. Yeah, it, it, it is not a shock. No. Um, having taught in schools for a bit when I was younger, it, it wasn't a shock no. that so-and-so might like so-and-so. And that's something that's... I think our generation is going to be the real sort of turning point of that yeah. tipping the 50-50 scales the other way. Mm. That it's now, it's acceptable, it's just fine. It's just part yeah, of life. it is. And Disney has always been very clever on being trend. Mm, absolutely. And that's what's now changing. And yeah. You're having to make the films for the audience of today rather than the audience that don't really care. Yeah. And for the people who are going to be offended aren't going to watch it anyway. No. And... But they're not the cash money they're appealing to. Exactly. Um, again, they're, they're riding the wave of something anyway, which, you know, you can be cynical about. I mean, just on pure tangent, the, um, I mean, the first thing I thought when I saw The Black General was actually Hamilton and George Washington. <laughs> yeah. Which, and now you've said it being a big thing, you're going, well, potentially, is it because of Hamilton and the Maybe. fact that... Well... Or the fact that it's now normalised that you have... Your characters. I mean, the idea that George Washington is portrayed as by black black man. Yeah. For a lot of people, that's not good. But of course, it's now fine. It's fine. Yeah. And There's not Hamilton, been a single. Hamilton, I think, did a lot for that because yeah. no one cares. No one cared because it works. Obviously, like Hamilton is cast purely by people, uh, people of color. Yeah. Um, there are a few white people mm. in cast in Hamilton uh, by design, yeah. which fine with me. Yeah. Um, and that's why. So that's kind of one of the the things it does. Mm. And I think. Hamilton being what it is and being as big as it is has definitely helped yeah. that oh, yeah. people see that it it's, doesn't it's matter. Normalizing. It's about the character. And as well, like if people don't care if George Washington is p- portrayed by a black man, mm. in which he is portrayed by a black man in every uh, adaptation of Hamilton mm. I've seen, not yes. that I've seen them all, but I've seen the you, casting for photos, them all, and yeah, they've yeah. all been uh, by black guys. Apologies if that's wrong. Um, at least people of colour anyway. Yeah. Um, and for people not to bat an eyelid, mm. I think it's perfect. Because especially, again, going off on a bit of, ta- of a tangent, um, as someone who did want to be an actress at one point in theatre, mm. um, and knowing that I don't look like an actress, mm. I'm not, like, size two, very pretty girl. Hamilton was my defence. I was going to be, if I, like, it was going to be like, yeah, well, if uh, George Washington can be black, then Eponine can be fat. Like, you know, it yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's stuff like that. It's normalising it in society, because obviously society is like that. It's mm. There's gay people, there are people of colour, there are all sorts of people in society and no. that's normal and we don't see that on TV yet we're mm. getting better mm. but it's not perfect yet and it's slowly getting there mm. and even it, it, I'll be honest in the character of the general isn't actually a big part no he's it, not it, a big part it plays very little but it's just the fact that he it's fact that he's it, there and he exists and of yeah. course in the next one he will now have a bigger probably role yeah. and that's the whole point about Frozen 2 it was introducing a lot of characters that you're going we'll see you next time we'll yeah, see you next time absolutely but no um, or at least a lot of themes. Yeah, definitely, like we say, it's set up, it's context, we're ready for the third film. Yeah, which is basically a good review. I give it four stars, go see it, watch Frozen 1 again. Yeah. It's not going to be groundbreaking, it's not going to be the best film you see this year. Mm-hmm. But it is certainly going to be a film that you think about for a while afterwards. Yeah. Probably when you go to Nando's. <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, good, I think, I think we've exhausted uh, Frozen 2 chat now i mean we have it we could go on for hours probably because that's the kind of people we are um but i think we've exhausted it for now for the purposes of this podcast we will continue to chat over dinner i am sure yeah 
Um, so I did say I was going to ask you something at the end of the podcast. You were going to come up completely you, forgotten. You were going to come up with a question, and you were going to ask me a random. Question. Oh, I've remembered the question. Okay. okay, so the like we say, the podcast is going to be about whatever, but I am going to have a few running themes. Mm. So one of my running themes is going to be I'm going to ask my guest a question. Yes. Just, uh, and when I say a question, I mean a dumb question, yeah. like really stupid. And she's not told me the question. I've not told you the question. That so if I um and ah at this one, good luck to you. So really stupid question. Yep. If you could have any fictional character as your best friend, who would it be? D'Artagnan of the Musketeers. <laughs> that was like like that. That was quick. Explain yeah. why. Um, well, I'm now going to go through a list of a few, actually. <laughs> because full prefect, I'd like to, and I'd like the moss... I would just dead. like to bear in mind that it is getting darker. So <laughs> maybe, maybe do it quickly. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But full prefect, played by Moss, I can't remember his surname. Oh, in the 2004 Hitchhiker's film. Yeah, I know. Uh, what you mean, Moss, I... uh, it's not Moss Dent. Mm. I really don't know. Yeah, full prefect. Anyway. Full prefect would be one because I like the idea of having a best friend who's not from Islington, but is actually not from Guildford. Guild, Guildford, sorry, but is actually from a small pref, full small planet somewhere in the prefect of Alpha Centauri. I like that, because mm. that's the sort of best friend I think I could cope with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, be a, I mean, D'Artagnan of the Musketeers would just... If not D'Artagnan, it would be Athos, because Athos is almost... It, it, it's the romantic who's been let down by love, it, it, alcoholic. He, he's the man who cannot be. He, the, the, the Count... He, 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 for Athos, it is too much. For the Comte de la Serre, it is too little. And... I love that style mm. of person. Um, oh, it's a tricky one. Because so I've, suddenly, I've suddenly thought of quite a few. Yours is quite an intelligent answer, and like with lots of fear. Mine would be Scooby Doo. Mm, no. <laughs> See, I'm more of a cat person. No, it's not that. Um, <laughs> I mean, Puss in Boots then. No. Um, tricky. It's a good question. Fictional character to be your best friend. I mean, Athos, as long as you just play by Oliver, Oliver Reed. Obviously. Because, do you, you know Oliver Reed? Yeah, 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 good, good, yeah. yeah. Lo, lo, love him to bits. Absolute wasteful and rogue. But I just, it'd be the sort of person that your liver would hate you for it and you'd probably end up doing the same as Ollie Reed did. But yeah. you'd just have a whale of a time. Um, I like the idea of full prefect just purely because I think it would fit in my zaneness and randomness. And it I'd would agree. mean I could hitchhike. I'd agree. Um, I mean, as best friends go, I've not mentioned Doctor Who, which... I'd love... I wouldn't want to be best friends... You, you'd be best friends with Tennant. Yeah. But Nine's the one secretly you'd want. Yeah, I um, agree. Out of the new Who. I mean, that actually would be Tom Baker. But, no. It'd probably actually be um, Peter Davison you'd want as your best mate. Oh, yeah. Because being young and the same sort of age. And, yeah. and that rebellion against the world because you're too young to be taken mm-hmm. seriously. Um, ooh, tricky. Drawing for other things. I wouldn't go for anything from really the Discworld books because I think that's too much of a cliche um, you're really thinking about this I like these sort of questions which is why I'm probably quite a good host, uh, guest for this these, these are the kind of questions we ask each other when we're just like uh, having tea yeah. and just want something to talk about yeah. so we'll just go so what's your favourite sweet yeah I mean <laughs> we did rank biscuits once we rank biscuits and then asked the West restaurant staff for their favourite uh, biscuit which was good because we even got the manager involved yeah, which I did. think was a win I'm gonna final answer. Final answer. I'm gonna go for Louis Knight. Curveball. Curveball. Explain uh, who Louis Knight is Lu- very briefly. Yeah, I've just say I've just basically 
on a tangent, have I? <laughs> Louis Knight is a private detective in Aberystwyth set in the 1950s. They're books. They're books. It's but it's an alternative books. reality of Aberystwyth where all the druids wear suits from Swansea the, and act much more like a mafia crime syndicate. Um, there's a place called Moulin where all the... <laughs> all, um, <laughs> all, ladies of the Night. Lady of the Night all wearing Welsh national dress costume in their stovepipe hats. Um, and Shrewsbury is a mythical, magical place which no one has ever been to, let alone heard of. More importantly, of course, Aberystwyth has only one escalator, <laughs> which it continues to do so to this day until it got a Tesco's. And I can Where's remember. There's a Tesco in Aberystwyth. There's big Tesco's in Aberystwyth um, by the railway station. Oh, that, yeah, of course yeah. There is, but it got to a genuine point that it was a it was a it was a joke that there was only one escalator in Aberystwyth, and if you're an Aberystwyth University student, you went to next because you could only go up on the escalator. You had to walk down, <laughs> and we thought it'd be a good idea, all six of us, to go on this escalator and just up, down, walked out. And the security guard took one look at us and we went, well, "It's the only escalator in Aberystwyth." And he went, "Oh, oh," and I went, "Yeah." And the next one, Shrewsbury, is it? Two hours. You've got to go two hours to find an escalator. Oh, he was generally shocked by that. Yeah. So we were quite pleased. I'll Louis Knight, but there are honourable mentions. Okay, that's a good answer. I'm quite pleased with that. Do I have to ask you the same question? I mean, I've already answered it. Scooby Doo. Okay, really? <laughs> yeah. That absolutely. wasn't your throwaway. Sort no, of, that... I love Scooby Doo. Okay. I think when you're going, you go for talking fiction, dog. Go for a fictional character, best friend. I'm gonna go with like childhood, something or other. Um, Snoopy then. No, because Snoopy didn't talk, mm. and Snoopy just slept around. Not slept around. <laughs> I said slept all day. Wow. Um, Charlie Brown then, no, actually. No, Charlie Brown. No, Scooby Doo all mm. the way. I love Scooby Doo. Um, I was obsessed with him as mm. a kid. I love the, the shows. Mm. Um, and I love the t- uh, the films. So yeah, I'd go Scooby Doo because he's fun. Mm. Okay. And he likes food. And I like food. And we could eat food together. And there'd be no judgment because no. that's the kind of loving relationship we'd have. Mm. So yeah. Cool. I think that brings us to the end of our podcast. Perfect. The podcast called? The podcast called Historically Accurate Sandcastles. Eh? Um, that kind of brings us to the end. I think being outside works. Yeah. I we're mean, currently I... sat on a bandstand because we got kicked out of the dingle where we were recording yeah. it. But I think we're going we're gonna to outside podcast a bit more. I think I like, I like the whole quote-unquote unprofessional tone that mm. we're kind of going for because... If you want professional podcast recorded in a studio, then listen to something else. Yeah. If you want a bit of a laugh... I mean, listen, recorded, to, ours, listen to ours first, yeah. and then listen to something else. If you wanted a bit of a laugh recorded outside with terrible audio, with mm. us going off on tangents, because that's what we do, mm. then listen to this one, and I think you'll have a great time, because I've had a great time. So yeah, well, th- well, thank it's, you, it's, well, thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank, thank you for podding with me, as it, as it were. Is that the phrase? It's not. I hate that phrase. It's, it's disgusting, isn't don't it? Like, no, no, don't like that. You don't want to pod with me? No. Do you want to be on the pod? No. <laughs> no. Because pods are something terrible that you have in offices. All right. Whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for being my guest on this podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. I mean, it's some things we're good at. We're good at talking. Mm. And we're good at talking together mm. with each other. Mm. So it works well. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. Okay. On the matter. I okay. don't know if you have anything else to add before we say goodbye. Mystery biscuits. I'm sorry? That's it. That's all I had to add. <laughs> That would be a good name for a podcast. Mystery Biscuits. Mystery Biscuits. I mean, if you get that reference, write in. I and don't I will, get that reference. Can you explain it, it to me once we've finished recording? I will I will send you a link to the... Okay. But if cool. anybody listening to this gets that reference um, and tells me about it, I will send them a present. Cool. 
can I have a present? If you tell me what the reference is. That seems fair. Yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Mm. I hope you've enjoyed our ramblings. Yeah. We'll be back, I'm sure, at some point. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Bye! Goodbye!